Welcome to episode 59 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen back with you. Ryan Dempsey's absent this evening, taking taking care of dad duties. Yeah, we're missing Ryan tonight, but, uh, you know, he's uh, he had some responsibilities to handle at home, and we understand and respect that. Yeah, of course, always. Dad, dad responsibilities always come first. But we went ahead and played The Undertaker yeah, for him. luckily we still let him have his pick. Rightfully, it should be my <laughs> week anyway. Ryan fucked up the schedule. Did he? Yeah, no, yeah. actually, we fucked it up by not having the show last week. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, last week was a mess, man. Yeah. yeah. We were we were kind of in the position where it was like, if I was fucked up. I mean, yeah, I was oh, fucked yeah, up, you, man. You had, yeah. you had shit going on. You had to get those injections. Yeah, it was later in the afternoon, and on top of doing the lower spine, which he did last week, he also did my shoulder. Uh, my shoulder was really bad at not when I went in, and they did some x-rays. That's why it took a little bit longer. I did some x-rays in the shoulder, and uh, he said, bro, you're going to need a replacement soon. And he took in all the surgeries that I had, and he took a look at the spacing. I said, well, what can you do? He said, we're going to do an injection on your back and your shoulder this week. I said, cool. So we did that, and I came home, and I was I was going to do the show because we had whatever situation we were going to have right. on the show. I was like, you know what? I'm going to gut it out. I'm just going to do it, and... Uh, it is what it is, but whatever happened didn't pan out, so I was like, you know what, can I go to bed, guys? Right. <laughs> I was done. I did not want to get out of bed. I was so sore, and I was so tired from all of the all the, the sedation that they give me for these things. Yeah. Because they inject you with about three inches in that syringe worth of fentanyl and Versed. Bro, that stuff ain't no joke. No. That stuff, that fentanyl stronger than heroin. Yeah. That stuff is when they inject it into your, the top of your my hand, and they inject it, and I go, and I could taste it, and I'm like, night guys. I always say that to them. They crack up, and I'm done, <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> See, they don't give me those kind of sedatives when when I go in for my inje- when I did go in for my yeah. injections. They're like, here, here's a Valium. Yeah, it's really not that strong. We're gonna give you a really <laughs> low dose of Valium, so you feel good for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, right. Before we even get you back there. Right. And then by the time I get on the table, it's fucking worn off, and I'm just like, this is bullshit. They try that shit on me, and I've got a, a tolerance for medication that goes through the roof. They're like, we're going to give you a Valium to calm you down. <laughs> I laugh at them. They're like, no, it's a really strong medication. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they could give me a stronger value. I don't want to, but the thing is, is I don't want to be like, look, man, I'm taking some pills in my day. <laughs> to up the dosage here but like when i had to go get an mri i was straight the fuck up i was like look dude you ain't getting me in that fucking tube without drugs not happening that's what that's what i'm talking about with value is, is that day i ain't going in those machines fuck that yeah they didn't even try to fucking give me value at that point they were just like my my actual doctor not my back specialist when they he ordered my mri and i told him i was like doc and he knows i smoke weed and shit like i've been straight up with that dude fucking from the jump mm-hmm. i was like look dude you, you're not getting any of that too without i'm fucking claustrophobic as shit yeah. i cannot lay on my back comfortably right now anyway like i can't do anything but lay on my stomach and you're not gonna let me do the mri that way so i was like you're gonna have to fucking dope me up if you want me to lay perfectly still in something in yeah. a tube on my back in pain for however long they want me in there for my fucker gave me two one milligram or uh, one milligram Xanaxes. Oh wow! I took both those bitches. How'd that work? Oh, <laughs> fuck! And it was the first time I had slept in like like heavy in almost a week because I was in so much pain and shit wow. at that point. But yeah, I took one because like I'd never had an MRI, and I was talking to my sister, 
who had uh, who had had a few MRIs, and this was before we did the show. So otherwise, you would have been my, my go to on it. But uh, I was talking to her about it, and she's like, "Take them both." Fuck yeah. She's like, take one when they tell you to do it, and take the other one as you're walking out the door, yep. just in case that one wears off before you got that other one to back yep. you up. And I was rocked. Yeah. Rocked. Yeah, the beauty of those medications is you don't you don't care oh, no. anymore about anything. It could be like, my arm's on fire, but it's going to be fine. Yeah. On two, two fucking Xanax yeah. like that, I did not give a fuck. You could have lit me on fire. Yeah, they came up, They and I can't go in those tubes either, bro. I am so claustrophobic. I know for a fact if I go into one of those tubes that the world is going to collapse yeah. on me. You know, it's never collapsed on anyone that's went in there, but it will collapse on me. Oh, yeah. I know it's going to. So uh, they have to do what's called conscious sedation. They hook me up with an IV because they can't give me any of the fucking pills. They don't work. I wake up in a berserker rage like Wolverine. Right. So they give me conscious sedation that knocks me out but doesn't quite knock me out. You know, I'm there, but I'm not quite there. I can't do those things either, room. I can't, man. Luckily, I didn't have to go in head first. Yeah, those so, are like, the worst. my head was only like six, eight inches, maybe a foot out. So, like, I could lean straight. Like, I could look straight back and at least see out. Yeah, that's what is you start breathing heavy. Yeah. And they tell you to stop moving. It's like, you can't. I'm breathing. You know? Fucking claustrophobic. And you have me I'm in a petrified, tube. man. I was I'm like, scared you, of death. I was like, you guys got a stand-up fucking one? No, 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 of course not. Of course not. No, and I'm not no. going all the way to Grand Rapids for a fucking MRI. No. I should have. Mistakes. Right. Lessons learned. Uh, so uh, so what about the intro we did this week, man? Let's let's give a little shout-out to this man. <laughs> Look, Tim of the Cat to the Taker. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, hanging it up. At 27 years, he did his thing Jesus. in the ring. 27 years through through an era of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment where characters weren't a thing anymore because, you know, everyone knows that it's not real anymore. Right. You know, he started in an era where it was still real. Yeah, and yeah. People were still was bought into 89? it. He started in 1990 90. in WWE. That's Survivor Series. Yeah, but he was he was wrestling as, like, Mean Mark Callis. Right, and right, right. And other stuff in uh, World Class and WCW before that. But he started in WWE 1990 Survivor Series as Kane the Undertaker. Yep, That's I how he first that. came out, right? And um, and he ran that gimmick all the way through till 2017, still run, playing the dead man. That's the greatest character anyone's ever played. Yeah, greatest character ever of all time. And he he uh, he left it all in the ring last Sunday, and he walked off, and uh, we won't we won't see him again. No, nope. and. A lot of people, you know, my brother has watched wrestling his whole life. There's never been a moment in my brother's life where The Undertaker hasn't been a wrestler. Right. You know, he's literally wrestled my, my literally wrestled Jordan's entire life. You know, Jordan's 21, so. Damn. He's, he's been there forever. Right. Oh, and he's stalwarts, shit. and he's the, he's the locker room leader, and wrestler's court was always run by The Undertaker. And he, if anyone ever had a problem, they went to. The Undertaker, and he's been in so many big matches and so many. Oh, um, God, look at the streak. The, the championships are one thing, but look at what he's done at WrestleMania, for God's sake. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to come close to what he's done. No, they don't. You know? They'll never. They don't put anybody over like that. No. And nobody ever performed like him. He just he had it, man. And uh, and Sunday. He he left it in the ring and he walked off and uh, well we'll probably see him do the Hall of Fame next year, 
or maybe the year after, but uh, he already went in, I think it was yesterday, to have a hip replaced. Taker's wow. in bad shape, man. Oh, yeah. Taker's well, in I mean, real bad shape. He's you know? in his 50s. 54, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Something 52, like 52. Same birthday as me. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I remember uh, we same birthday, about that. little bit, you know, mm. obviously a little different date. Right. Uh, Just a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 or 14 years ago. You've like probably that. got him on surgeries. I do have him on surgeries <laughs> for now. God knows how many he's going to have to have after this, you know. But uh, he just went in. He's going to have to have a hip, that hip replaced. And uh, Do you think he stays out? I think the Undertaker stays out. I think he does. I think he's one of the kind. I think he's the kind of guy that says, "When I'm done, I'm done," and he walks away. Everybody said that about Terry Funk. He's still wrestling. <laughs> Shawn Michaels hasn't come back. Yeah, that's true. Steve Austin hasn't come back. Steve can't physically, like he can't not physically. Taker's more fucked up than him. Uh, Taker never had his neck broken. No, but man, back and knees. Oh yeah, back and, and, and knees and hip. And you but know. I mean, Austin's all that. Plus a fucking broken neck. And Austin, you know, Austin said, could he probably, you know, the kind of fight that he, the kind of match that he does now, just brawls, you know, yeah. he could get away with that, but there's no reason to. One bad spot. You know, that's it. I think he does. I think he's, I think he's the kind of dude that stays home. It's, plus it's been 27 straight fucking years. I, I don't think, he's rich as all fucking belief. He's got a hot wife at home. Fuck it. Who cares? Right. Do your thing. But I think he's I think he's got that old school mentality of when you leave it in the ring, you leave it in the ring and you fucking walk off into the sunset and let someone else do this thing. I hope so. I think I mean he definitely deserves to be done, but he deserves to do whatever the fuck he wants Vince, to do. Vince has that way of uh Yeah, just saying here's five million bucks. Come on do this for a minute. Hey, hey, Hulk, you know, come on back. You know. We got Kurt, and that's why Kurt Angle's back. For fuck's sake, he had—he's broken his neck four or five times, and he fucking you know walked it back through the door. Why, money? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, see, we just want to give a little tip of the nut, you know, tip of the hat to Taker. He probably can't really work for TNA anymore either, because Jarrett and his ex-wife are back, and that didn't mix well at the time. Yeah. Who the fuck are we? What are we? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? What, what, be, what have we become? What what have we become? We've just become a fucking. Taker loves MMA. You know that he's had a lot of the MMA fights. It's true. He goes to a lot of those, dude. He had the fucking. You know, he was there for the Kane Brock thing. Remember yeah. they did that thing? Yeah, I loves, do. He he wears his fucking. You know, yeah, he wears he's always the MMA gloves. He does the Omoplata finish. You know. Whatever the fuck he does, he calls it Hell's Gate. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me, man. I he does. It's an Oma. No, it's an Americana. But, uh, you know. I haven't watched, other than coming over to watch the Rumble with you. He hasn't really, I mean, doesn't really do it that much. He loves MMA. We love MMA. And, you we know. We love Taker. And we love Undertaker, dude. He is fucking awesome. And uh, I wish him all the best. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, let's, before we get into. Let's get some shout well, outs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we didn't have the show last week, so we didn't get to really talk about this uh, the interview we did last, the two Thursdays ago with with Blake from oh, Loaded man. Joe's. How awesome was Blake? Dude? Blake was awesome. Blake is a, Blake is an awesome person. Yeah. Period. Like he was an awesome guest. It was really fun talking to him. It was just like 
a guy we knew forever, and we only talked to him for like 10 minutes before we recorded the interview. Yeah, but it's like the 10 minutes that we had before the interview is, is uh, Jeff called him, we picked up, and we immediately just started talking, and went, it wasn't, yeah. no, there was no awkward feeling out no, process. We just all. We just went to fucking bullshit about it. It just got very natural. And, yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. It like, was so smooth. Blake, is he's an awesome dude, but then... You know, on top of that, he's been very awesome the last few weeks on social media and stuff of trying to help us push the show to other people and connecting us with other podcasts and, and you know, with his promotion of the interview that he did and stuff like that. Yeah. And those that interview for us got pretty big numbers. Yeah, it did. You know, it's got, it got a lot of fucking eyes on, on us. And uh, and it went well, too. It was a great we, interview. We, we shared a lot of good points back and forth. It went uh, longer than, you know, we had talked about doing yeah. it. It could have gone even longer, I think. Oh, you know, yeah, we, we definitely. Did. We will definitely have Blake back on again. Anytime that he wants to come on, he's more than welcome. And I'm hoping that uh, uh, you and him can, yeah, can do some kind so of, too, you know. I'd like to come on to the Loaded Joe show and, yeah. and do a show with him. Do That'd one of those fun. side-by-side video yeah. uh, things that he does. But he also did one thing that was really cool for me is that he opened me up and said, he said, anytime that you want to know what I use to stream with, you know, as, you know, for me being more the technician on, on that end of it. For sure. For us. Um, he gave me that option that says what programs he uses, what he you know what uh, what he does to to stream and, and whatnot. He said anything that you need to know, let me know. Blake's great, dude. He, so fucking he, awesome. He's been awesome to us, and and he's been a very good friend to have. Yeah, I mean, he's helped us helped us try to push the show, helped us to try to like we talked about in the interview. It's not a we're not in competition with each other. Excuse me, we're all here to help each other grow yeah. and help our shows grow. Yeah, and and that was like a point that I thought was really really cool, and and he's followed through. He's not just it's not just lip service. He, he has legitimately yeah. done everything he said. And even all the way up till even yesterday, he uh, he started this 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 thread on his community page where he just listed people that he's worked with uh, shows like us that only have you know a limited audience that are just getting going. And he listed a bunch of us and said, share your page. And then everybody shares their page yep. and everybody comments on everybody's page and everybody sends feedback so that everybody gets higher ratings. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really you know, cool. It's stuff that Blake doesn't have to do. He, he goes out of his way and does, and that's what makes a great fucking person. Yeah, man, he's a kick-ass guy. And it, it's broadened us out more now. You know, we're working on something with uh, Kyle from Loudmouth. Mm-hmm. He, he and I had talked a little bit and then, we talked to each. We messaged back and forth. Um, hopefully, eventually, getting like a guy like Evil Eddie on here from the the Evil Eddie show and stuff. You know, we're we're definitely working and trying to keep the connections going and build the show more. And and without a person like Blake, you know, we're we're limited. So it's really cool to have a, a friend outside who does his own show and is willing to help. Yeah, he's great, great dude, solid dude. I'm glad we uh, glad we hooked up with him throughout the. Uh, however, we ended up hooking up with him just uh, through you, the. You, f- I don't remember. It was you. He found you or something, or found the show on Twitter, and then I connected with him, and then I started talking to him, and then we just kind of were like, yeah. "Yeah, we need to do something." Yeah, we need to do something. There was one particular part where I just uh, I sent out this this like group tweet where I added the loaded and uh, severe and the MMA holes and, and the. Uh, the way of the warrior page and i said let's just let's try to get something together and you know do like a unification thing and i'll share what you share you share what we share and blake just kind of took it to the next level and just hooked us all up and yeah. started grabbing every, just a lot of people from texas he's got a lot of uh 
uh, podcast in Texas yep. that he's hooking up, and, and then he threw us in the mix and some other people, and uh, he really took it to the next level, man. That guy's got a lot of contacts. He's got a lot of knowledge. He's he's uh, he's got a lot of energy. Yeah, you know he's that dude's got a guy. lot. Yeah, man, and he <laughs> lo- and he loves MMA and he loves podcasting and just I, we I couldn't think of a better dude to hook up with, man. Nah, he's man. fucking awesome. Yeah, and if you guys, if you haven't listened to that interview, what number one, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? Seriously. We we, fought, we put out a, a, a separate interview segment just to give you guys something else to listen to, and you haven't listened to it. Yeah, you got to check that get out, you, man. Get up off your you know, Half an hour or something, whatever it was, yeah. 40 minutes, you got to check that out because it's really, really good stuff. And also make sure that you're while you're on iTunes or Google Play or whatever, you're also downloading the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast because... It's, it's outstanding. He puts out know. multiple, I mean, multiple content a week, so... Yeah, and check out their Facebook page, Loaded Joe's Podcast, because he does a lot of Facebook Live stuff, a lot of side-by-side video with uh, a lot of the guests. Yep. So uh, yeah, there's, there's really many cool ways. Oh, that's I can't wait to get started with that. Um, there's a lot, a lot of content that he puts out and many ways to view his stuff. So definitely check them out. You'll love them. And send them, tell them the average show, MMA show sent you. Yeah. You'll get nothing in return, but. Please do it. But it's cool. Tell them we sent you. Makes us look good. <laughs> <laughs> what about. Uh, what about our buddy? What about Nick? Oh, yes, yes. Friend of the show from Island Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, man. Our buddy Nick Jones got promoted to brown belt? Yeah, he, yes. earned, he earned his brown belt over this last belt. week. And uh, we were very, I was very excited to see that. And, you know, we were very proud of him here. Nick works extremely hard. He does a lot for the community, for a lot for Jiu-Jitsu in our, in our area, uh, particularly um, he, he trains a lot of kids and adults alike, mm-hmm. uh, and he works extremely hard at doing so. And I couldn't think of a better guy because he's a hell of a nice guy on top of it. Um, congratulations, Nick. We're at the Average Joe's are extremely proud of all of your accomplishments. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of us at the Average Joe's are extremely proud of you, Nick, and congratulations. And it's good to see Island continuing to progress and do well. And, you know, Nick's just in, inching closer and closer to that black belt so yeah i'm excited to head back there this year we, w- we went last year and we did some recording and we did uh we didn't quite get the interviews and stuff that we wanted to we it was our first time there and we just sort of took it all in and hopefully uh we'll get back there with uh, the camera and stuff and, and do some interviews or something next time but uh, uh i'd like to get I'd like to get back there sometime this yeah, year. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I would see absolutely. what they're talking about. You know, that's. Uh, I'd still like to get him and Gary down here. I'd love to, love to get them on the show. Yeah, I know you're listening, Gary. You're welcome. Get your ass down here. Definitely. Come join us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come talk. It's fine. You can sit in the third spot. You and Nick can share a microphone. Yeah, that that would be cute. That <laughs> would be cute. That would be adorable. <laughs> we would we'd film that. Yeah, you can you can share Tony's mic. <laughs> the, the Tony mic. <laughs> he's the one that he's the one he that fucking broke it in. It, in, it you is know? true. He's used it more than anybody else. That's true. Yeah, that's basically Tony's mic. <laughs> Bought it for him. <laughs> you better replace Dempsey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Too good to come. Too good to do the show. Too good to come watch yeah. fights with us Saturday. What the f? What the f, Ryan? Yeah, you're coming over to my house for a fight night. Yeah, this is gonna be my first time <laughs> going over to fucking going into the into the, into the deep waters. You are going going deep, cocksucker. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking main event time. I'm gonna be like, guys, 
Is is this Earth? <laughs> I can't. What's going on? I can't. Everything looks like purple, green, and nine. I mean, this will be a fun fight. To see. <laughs> this will be one of those fun fights to to play. Which lasts longer? The fight of the joint. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that happens a lot. Is it? Yeah. Oh, dude. Connor fight, you know, fucking oh, Ronda. Sure. Because sure. you know, it'll be like Bruce will be doing the introductions. And that's usually sometimes, like with Ronda fights, we got kind of smart and we started lighting it during her walkout. Oh, but okay. usually we wait, you know, about the time the intro starts. Bruce starts going and spark it up. Yeah. Get it going. It's, this way there's a chance that it, you know, see get which, the joint a chance. Yeah. If, it, if Ronda, we got, we got smart about a couple fights in and it was like, all right, well, we need to. Uh, to do this a little faster here. Give it a little handicap. Yeah, because it started like in those, you know, when she was beating Sarah McMahon, and, and like yeah. that's kind of when we started doing it. 90 seconds. Yeah, you know, right, right. So, you know, we're like, all right, well, you know, the last few fights that we've, well, it's been a while since we've had a fight night at my house because we've been doing fight nights here, but for pay-per-views for the show. But, um, yeah, we it's... This kind of fight with Rumble and, and Cormier, you never know yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen. If Man, it could be bell rings, one shot, he's done. That's, that's Rumble's you know, MO. It could be Cormier grinding him for fucking three rounds. Yeah, because it's not going five. It, you know, four rounds, yeah. two rounds, whatever Rumble, it is. You Rumble know. don't have that gas tank for five. Five? Shit. He'll be even, fucking dead. I don't even want to see Cormier go five. It's ugly. Yeah. He's so out of shape. Yeah. Um, well, I guess since let's, we're talking, yeah, about, let's get into it. That's our segue. Saturday night, UFC 210 live from Buffalo. The main event, Daniel Cormier, the champion, air quotes, yeah, the champion, uh, taking on Rumble Johnson. The rematch that we have been waiting for for a while was supposed to happen months ago before UFC 206, mm-hmm. and then Daniel had to pull out. Cormier got injured. And we, we were not shocked then. No, no, <laughs> no. Never shocked when an AKA fighter goes down. Absolutely not. Never. Uh, not a lot of in-depth breakdown to go through here, man. It, it, this fight is pretty cut and dry. It's either going to be Rumble's going to knock him out in the first mm-hmm. round, maybe two, because Rumble can get maybe. you in the second. Yeah. I mean, that's when he beat Jimmy Manoa. That's when yep. he beat Gus. Yeah. Um, but it, the question is, is, is Ken... DC's chin lasted because you know the big shot's coming. It's not oh, yeah. if, it's when. Exactly. Can DC outlast the big shot this time? He did last time. He did. He, he outlasted one. That was a couple years ago, though. Yeah. I wonder if he can do it again or if, if maybe if there's a second one behind that one. Um, the odds, the odds makers have Rumble yep. as the favorite in this fight. Um, it's that power. It is. And youth power, I guess. Um, the role he's been on. All, all sorts of things kind of yeah, the guys, tie into it. The guys, it. he's flatlined. Coming um, back through. He, and he is a scary, scary. I watched, you know, it was funny. I watched, uh, I was watching some replays of him. Someone put together uh, like a video package, whatever it was. And it went from him dropping Manowar and I think it was Gus. Then it was went back to him at, it was fighting at one seventy and you seen oh, the difference. God, the emaciated It fucking. was so bad because his body shrunk but his head didn't. No, his head was the same size he and he just got had that this, baby body. Yeah, this gigantic we uh, bobblehead 
It looked like if you went over and tapped on the chin, it would pop back and forth in this tiny little skinny body. And it was way sickly yeah, looking. He looked terrible. And I could 70. not believe that he actually fought at 170 pounds when he looked so good at 205. I mean, um, as for this fight, uh, the tone has changed in D.C. A couple months back, we heard D.C.'s, uh, screw that, I'm going to stand and bang with him. I'm going to stand right in the middle and, and throw down with him. I'm going to stand and fight with him. Just yesterday, during the, the open workouts, the scrum and whatnot, he said, he said, well, you know, uh, Rumble's not going to be able to swing that hard when I got him on his back. I'm going to take him down right away, and I'm going to ride. I was going to say, he told Ariel the other day that he was going to stand a bag with him I know. still. I like, remember still, that. so. Yeah, the hi- the highlight of the scrum yesterday was uh, Rumble Rumble will be kicking like a turtle when I have him on his back. So he, he changed his tone up a little bit yesterday, but it doesn't matter what they say. It just matters what's going to happen once they get inside of there. And if DC thinks he's going to just stand and bang with Rumble. He's going to sleep. What the fuck kind of coaches does he have that would say, I think that's a good idea, Daniel. I think you should stand up and just try to trade punches and box with Anthony Rumble Johnson. Javi. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Let's, let's train you for that. Hit the, hit the mitts, man. Go ahead and hit the gloves. Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. No, yeah. but as for this fight, oh, I you know shit. what? I forgot Rumble fought Dan Hardy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, 2011, he fought Dan Hardy. And Vitor Belfort. Yeah, I mean, Johnson has won what six of his last eight fights. Yeah, and all of them, all of the victories in either round one or round two knockout, save for the Phil Davis uh, decision victory. Right. Otherwise, we're talking five victories in a round one or round two knockout. That's Bellator um, light heavyweight champion Phil Davis. Thank you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and five, five performance of the Knights, five round one slash and one round two knockout. Rumble, man. He's a dangerous man. fucking animal. It's, uh, see, this is where I'm torn, man, like, with this fight. Because I want to see, I feel like Rumble's going to win, but I want to see Cormier keep the belt just so, (laughs) just so John can come back and get his fucking belt back and it can be over with with all this bullshit with him and Daniel. Because let's face it, that's John's belt. This way, you basically want to see the the quickest meet, uh, mean to an end. Yeah, I want it, it. It ends both things. It it ends this Cormier John Jones feud because if John comes in there and spanks Daniel again, you're not getting another shot at it. Mm-hmm. And and Cormier can go retire and and be happy. He and do be his done. little announcing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it gets John. It gives John his belt back. And, then he can... and we could maybe even see a Rumble John oh, fight yeah, on top no, of I that. Think, I think that's the next fight you know, to make. Because uh, I was thinking the, the match, the fight I want to see is Rumble and John. So if, if Rumble fought, it beat DC, John comes back, we could see Rumble no, we could and John. That. But either way, even if DC wins and then John comes back and John beats DC, DC goes away, we still get Rumble John. 
Yeah. That's in the long run. That's the fight I want to see. He has to fight Rumble. He yeah. wants to fight Rumble, and he has to fight Rumble because that completes shy of Jimmy Manoa, which I don't think John Jones gives a fuck about Jimmy Manoa. I don't if think he most had people a, do. If he had to fight him, he had to fight him. But, I mean, as far as the light heavyweight division goes, the contenders that John took out, if he beat, when he beats Cormier again and then fights Rumble, if he beats him... That's cleans, a legacy. It cleans the division up. Yeah, He's that's, done. That's a legacy, yeah. right? That's a that's it. I'm done. You know, I'm going to heavyweight. He can go to heavy at that point. And I'm gonna go fucking write some more onto my legacy at heavyweight. Yeah. That's it's the like you said, it's the quickest means to an yeah. enemy. It, if Rumble wins and he has to fight Rumble, it's just gonna prolong Daniel sticking around longer because he's gonna wait for John. He's not gonna retire. No, he wants he wants that one last fight. Oh, he he thinks yeah. he can beat John. Yeah. And he wants to get that loss off his record. He's he's not gonna. No. He's gonna get beat again. But I think it might be worse. No. Daniel's older now. Daniel threatened. Said uh, threatened. I guess. Uh, yeah, he threatened if it. John came into the cage. He's not gonna like it, or you know, what he's gonna the fucking suffer. Fuck, are you gonna Shit. do? What are you gonna do, he's, little man? He's not gonna do anything but get his fucking head kicked in again if he tries something with John and Street Coast. What's he gonna do if he if he gets beat? Then how stupid you gonna look trying to start some shit with John? Even worse, get beat again. John, take your ass down again. <laughs> pick you up and slam you. He might not even be awake to notice. He may not be awake to notice. <laughs> shit. I don't um, know. That's I said. I, I think Rumble. I think Rumble's gonna win this fight, but physically everything in this is in Rumble's favor. The, but I picked Rumble last time. And I did he didn't too. Win, so. I did too. But you know what? I'm picking him again. I, I am too. I'm picking him again because I think uh, I think Rumble <gasps> is a smarter fighter than he was back when he got that first shot at, at DC. I think he's trained better against the takedown defense. Oh, he definitely. He yeah. started working with Neil Melanson. Exactly. Um, I think that we're going to see a far more intelligent fighter that still has the ability and will still use that one-punch knockout power and club Cormier in one shot, good night, and new. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of the way I see it going down to you. Co-main event? Co-main event of the evening. This one hurts me. Hurts me so bad. Then the co-main event, Chris Weidman, number four, taking on number five, Gegard Mousasi. Oh, I love Chris Weidman. That's my boy. Damn, this sucks. And I love Gegard Mousasi. I do too. He's fucking He's one awesome. He's my favorites. And I, I'm afraid of what he may do to poor Chris Weidman. Yeah. Yeah, we got a problem here. We do. We really do, man. Oh, Chris. Coming off of two really bad knockout losses. Right. I mean, he was doing well against Romero uh, until the flying knee. Oh. Yeah. Still gives me shivers, that knee. I'm sure Chris Weidman still wakes up nightmares from Oh, the fucking knee. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Gegard Musasi is so talented, so good, and... So is Weidman. Yeah, absolutely. But Musasi has just done it against everybody. God. He's been in there with plenty of people that Chris hasn't. And Weidman says that, uh, how do you put it, this is his most important fight. Yeah, it's make or break it. Make or break. I think that's how he put it. Yeah. Because I don't know what they're going to do with you at three lot. Well, I guess 
I guess three losses in a row these days don't really matter. We've seen that with Pettis. We've seen it with fucking Travis Browns getting another no, fight. For a guy like like Weibund who who you know, he was a champ. He made his uh, made his career off the of, legacy of, off the legacy of Anderson. Yeah. You know, and now he's coming back off three straight losses in a division where he's trying to get back on top to get a title shot again. I mean, this could be the Holly Holm situation. Uh, we could be in a bad spot with him. He could be. This could really hurt him bad. Oh yeah, this really hurt him bad. Definitely could hurt him bad. This a loss for Weidman is more is more damaging than a loss for Musasi here. Uh, oh yeah, not good for. I mean, Musasi clearly has to win, but considering the two, it's worse off for Weidman. Yes, it's not a great thing for Musasi if no. he did lose just because it hurts his contract negotiations. Exactly, that's another thing that Jeff brought. Uh, brought up before we started is that this is Musasi's last fight on yep. his contract. Last you said? fight of his deal, and uh, thus far, contract negotiations haven't gone great. Do you think he's trying to stall to see if he beats Weidman to make more? He's, he's taking that risk. Probably. You know? I mean, he was he was wanted a title shot for this one, so that when he won the title, if he won the title, he could renegotiate his contract off that. But as a champion, yeah. What do you see, brother? Man, I don't know. I see Musasi winning. I don't want that to happen. I mean, I do want that to happen, but I don't. I don't want to see Weidman get. I'm hoping for a decision. That's all. I'm hoping for a decision. I'm hoping if Weidman loses, it's a decision loss because I don't want to see him get knocked out again. I think Chris is going to pull this one off. I think he's going to redeem himself, and it's not going to be. This is a hard one. It's not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be pretty, but he's going to find a way to. God damn, I don't know how he's going to do it. That's, I don't know how he's going to do it. Where, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I've been looking cause... at this for two weeks trying to figure out a way to to put Chris over. Um, and I keep looking back to it, and it's like, fuck, Gagard's a monster. Absolutely how do I monster. How do I pick against fucking Gagard Musasi? But I ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Weidman. I believe in Weidman. I think I think he's not all smoke and mirrors. I don't think he was a a, a one shot wonder like a lot of I've been reading a lot of uh, people saying that uh, that that he all he was was kryptonite Tanderson Silva, and uh, he's not worth anything else. Uh, just a lot of negativity about Weidman. I think he's gonna win this one and turn this one around, and uh, uh, I think we're gonna give him another shot and see what he can really do. I'm picking Weidman. Not a bad pick, not a bad pick at all. I, I, I would love for it to be wrong. Oh, I don't know. Man. I would absolutely love to be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I would love it so much to be wrong. I don't but... think you're gonna be wrong. That's the fucking problem. Is I don't think you are. I'm not sure I am either, man, and that scares me. Sorry, I was trying to learn more about our uh, fighter in our next fight. There she is. I don't know much about uh, Pearl. No, that's that's what I'm. I was looking up some shit on Pearl. Um, so in the uh, in the third fight, surprisingly, man, Cynthia Calvallo, who just made her UFC debut last month at UFC two zero nine, um, was supposed to be on the early prelims, and then due to the Tony uh, Khabib fight not happening, their fight got pulled all the way up to the main card. When she took on Amanda Bobby Cooper, who looked really impressive against Cooper. Great jiu-jitsu. Finished in the first round. 
but she's back again, not only on another big card, but on the pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, that's a great spot for her, uh, getting um, back-to-back uh, pay-per-view, you know, uh, pay-per-view spots. Uh, yeah. Coming right out of the gate, I mean, but also look at she was four four now. Is that what? Yeah, she's four. And okay, and fifty percent knockout rate. I mean, that's. I know it's only four no, but that's pretty good for you know a hundred fifteen pounder. That's not bad at all. No, not not bad. So at I think all. I think the UFC sees something in her that's a little unique. I about definitely think that. they're they're giving her a huge push already. Um, but uh, man, it's it's a. I'm just afraid they're gonna push her too fast. Like maybe she's young, maybe a little bit just, too quick. What what is, what is she? I mean, she's a good fighter, but what has she done to deserve to be on two pay per view cards already? Nothing. Nothing. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I like Cynthia Cavallo. I picked against her last fight with uh against Cooper but I was very much impressed with her watching that fight. Yeah, like, we definitely. watched it here and I was just it, I was super impressed. Oh, so was I. Yeah. Absolutely impressed. Um and I like Pro Gonzalez too. That uh that hasn't I haven't gotten a lot of I know you you were looking her up Have she's, you found uh, anything yeah, about she's her. She's 5 and 1 with her only loss being a very close and controversial decision to top ranked uh women's MMA fighter Mona Holland. Okay. In her professional debut, uh, Pearl has gone on to – she's on a five-fight winning streak. She was a champion somewhere, um, but I can't find where on her website because why would you list where she was champion at? That would <laughs> that, w- that would be far too informative for us. XFC maybe? I don't know. She was, she was one that uh, – a person that the fight got offered to, I believe, first. Um, Through her numbers, it looks like she's quite the skill uh, in, in submission style yeah, she's, wrestling. She's a uh, she was a nogi jits competitor. Excellent. Um, placed third in the nagas. Let me bring it back to her page real quick. Um, here we go. She. Was a, a three-time uh, Naga World Expert Division champion. Wow. Okay. Uh, she was the number one ranked one thirty-five uh, pounder in the world before she went pro. She's went on to stay. I mean, she stayed ranked. Okay. At one. Um, so definitely not an easy fight for either one of these girls. No. You know, we're talking about a, a hell of a fucking contest. Uh, without, I mean, even with that knowledge, I, I still don't, I don't have any in-cage. Uh, She's got wins over Cast Iron Casey. Well, that's good. Uh, for the XFC's inaugural flyweight title via third-round armbar. Mm-hmm. Um, then she went up, after she vacated the title, went up to fight Nikki Duncan. Um, and she beat Duncan versus unanimous decision. She won the next fight via first round armbar against. uh, Don't know who she is. Um, 
Well, so she's fought. Clearly, she's got she's some skill both, and some experience. Yeah, she's fought at both 115 and 135. Um, here she's going to be fighting at 115. So, well, this uh, with this fight, I, I don't know. I mean, we we know a lot about Cavill. Yeah, we've we've seen Cavill. I've gone back and I think I watched the Cast Iron Casey fight. Was yep. actually on on YouTube, but Pro Gonzalez is no joke. No. Absolutely no joke. Yeah, this is gonna be an exciting fight. I'm probably gonna go with uh, with Cavill just because I'm more familiar with her. And uh, I think well, then you know she's got the factor of already having been in the big fight. Bingo. So, so that was the thing is because uh, Gonzalez I haven't seen in the cage, and I don't think she's been in, in anything like this before. So those kind of newbie jitters are gonna kick in. She's probably gonna go in and be a little bit nervous. So I'm gonna lay it on and say Cavill's gonna take this one and. Uh, um, if Pro Gonzalez is what she's, you know, if she's as good as the other accomplishments that she has, um, I would definitely say sign her on that talent alone. <laughs> Very attractive young lady. Is Absolutely. Cavillo doesn't look it in her fight picture, but she's a very attractive woman as well. Absolutely. A couple more fights? Yeah, yeah, a couple fights. Uh, Patrick Cote taking on Tiago Alves. Um, Elvis hasn't fought in quite a while, has it been? Let's take a look-see. I don't want to say this is his... Okay, I don't know. No, yeah, fought November. Alright. Oh, it was that Carlos Condon. Well, he went from May 30th, 15, till That's November it 16th. That was when he came back and fought Jim. I forgot he fought yeah. Jim Miller back in November. Condit fucked him up. Yeah. But he got in some trouble, too, I think. Patrick Cote, man. I'm, I think Patrick Cote wins this fight. I got the Predator, too. I got the Predator, too. I Pat's looked good since he came back to the yeah, UFC. Yeah, man. Very good. You know, he's, uh, he's a hell of a veteran. He's looking great. Got that big win over Ben Saunders. I think we're going to look at the I'm, I'm going to take the Predator, brother. Yeah, I got, I got Patrick. I think it's going to be a pretty good fight. I don't think we're looking at anything overly exciting, but I think we're looking at a pretty solid fight with these two guys. Yeah. But, uh, I'm more look. I'm more excited for this one. Yep, than opening I am the other two. Opening up the main card: Will Brooks taking on Charles Oliveira, Du Bronx. Uh, Charles going up to 155 now because his fat ass has had yeah. so much problems at 145. That's what happens when you eat Big Macs, right? I mean, I'm in no position to call someone a fat ass, but I also don't get paid to be a professional and weigh in, right? And exactly. I also, when I did have to weigh in, wasn't sitting there the day before a weigh in eating two Big Mac meals. You fucking idiot moron and they go i wonder why i didn't make weight jeez it makes no sense to me that's why ricardo Lamas caved your face in yeah but we get to see ill will again yes and i'm glad he got a spot on the pay-per-view i'm glad they didn't bump him down i'm glad he's continuing to grow and get get competition get ranked competition because if you know the man's gonna end up being ranked sooner or later he's gonna end up you know i think they're kind of taking it slower with him than i thought they were going to yeah, if that well, makes sense, I, I agree. Yeah, no, I, it does make sense. They're not pushing him in as hard. I thought he would be throwing. Well, you know, I mean, he's coming off a loss too, coming off that loss to Alex Oliveira, yeah. that third round KO. So, um, yeah, you can't really propel a guy after a loss. But I thought, I just thought he would be even. I didn't think he'd have him be in the cage with with Alex. I thought he would just be higher competition right off the get. I but, think if he would have came out and probably flattened Ross Pearson in that first fight. Maybe so. Decision. Yeah. 
Maybe so. Better performance against Ross. Yeah, as I mean, it wasn't a great performance against Ross. It, he was doing pretty good mm-hmm. against. Um, no, actually, he didn't. He got fucking beat up pretty bad against. Yeah, he did. Well, Brooks too. Or yeah. Alex Oliveira. So not great performances, both Mm-mm. of them. But I still think, have con- still have high fucking hopes I mean, for this. Yeah, team. for sure. You know. for sure. I think he's gonna win this one. I've got Will Brooks on this one too. Definitely. Uh, Charles Oliveira, hell of a fighter. Especially hell of a fighter. But um, great fucking jitsu. Uh, but I like Ill Will. I think he's more well-rounded. I think he's uh, uh, he's that diamond that's just wait, waiting to really explode and flourish and, and shine, man. he's He's got everything that it takes. He just needs to get... Ross Pearson should have been a better fight. Alex should have been. There's something missing in the UFC that he, that he had in Bellator before he came, before he moved over. I agree. Something there's a piece missing to the puzzle, and we got to figure it out. As soon as we put that piece in, he's gonna explode. Hopefully, this is where he. This may it be out. it. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so because I had extremely high hopes. For yeah, man. Coming. I was stoked when they signed him. Yeah, same here. Same here. Well, that's the that's, that's the, the main uh, card. The yeah. main card, a pretty good main card, man. Yeah, not bad. You know, I'm looking forward to three fights. Very, you know, the main the main event, the co-made, and at Brooks and Oliveira. Very much, I'm looking forward to those. Very much so. I'm stoked on the Gun- Gonzalez and, and Cavillo fight. Yeah, as well. yeah, and uh, the the Cote fight. That's it, it's I'm okay with that yeah. too. There's some pretty so. decent fights on the on the prelims too. Um, we only we can touch Let's on talk about some, one know. or two of those. Yeah, um, uh, we can just mention Miles Jury and yeah. uh, Mike De La Torre. We'll see what happens there. The other El Kikui. Yeah, uh, well, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited for the, the fight between Kamaru Usman and Sean Strickland. Yes, I really like Kamaru Usman a lot. Yeah, and I've been a Sean Strickland fan since the kid came out, and uh, he took his first loss. But after that, I, I still get. It's in. I think it's in September or something. I still get uh, a reminder of on this day and whatever uh, from Facebook. Mm-hmm. I put a post out there that said, Sean Strickland is, is a hell of a fighter. You watch. He's going to be a champion someday. <laughs> Never panned out that way, but after like four years, he's only taken that one loss. That's 18 you know, and 1, man. You know, he's, he's done a lot of good stuff, but he just never really went above that. It's a, this is a tough test for. Kamara Usman, for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Usman's the, the higher-ranked fighter, but I think Sean Strickland's been in the deeper waters with the tougher competition. Yeah, so far, definitely. Um, just basing off of, of what I've seen of the two, uh, experience aside, I think Usman has the the advantage on uh, physicality, strength, speed, timing, the things that you really need. Um Aside from like the experience that that Sean does have over him, right? Uh, in this instance, I'm going to take that. I really like Sean. I think Sean's a great young fighter, but I think Kamar Usman is just a bulldog. Yeah. I think he's just just a bulldozer, and he's gonna just steamroll right through him, man. I you agree. And Strickland's gonna put up a fight. I mean, don't I don't mean to, to sound like he's just gonna walk in and and. F- just treat him like a bitch, but, you know, Sean's going to put up a fight. I, I think this is going to be a three-round war. Yeah, man. I think these guys yeah. are going to trade blows. I've been high on Kamara Usman for a long time since, you know, I saw him on The Ultimate Fighter and mm-hmm. I've been following his career, so I definitely am riding with my dude. I 
think Kamaru Usman's going to take this one in, by decision. He might catch Strickland with a knockout. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kamaru's got the power for sure, but I just think these two are going to going to go at it. Yes. And it's going to be a war. This is going to be a hell of a fight. I'm looking forward to this one a lot. Uh, I want to touch on this one. Jan and Yeah, Jan Blahovic and, and Pat Cummings. Yeah. Uh, this will open up the, the they're, prelims. They're, they're tied for 12th. <laughs> I don't know what that means. In the shitty 205 division. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. How are you tied for 12? They haven't figured out which one's 12 yet. Well, flip a coin. Well, after this one, I think it's going to be Jan Blahovic, but That's who I'm pulling for too is Jan Pat Cummings has not had a good go of it in the UFC, no, and I don't think it's going to continue. No, he has not. I don't think it's going to continue. No, I got the Pol- uh, the Polish powerhouse. Yeah. I got Jan I, rolling I, through him. I've got Jan Blachowicz as well. Uh, something on the early prelims you want to touch on? Yeah, uh, Caitlin Chukagian yeah, and, and there Marina we go. Aldana. That's, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties, boys. We're good. Yeah, Arena Aldana. Um, Blake actually, you know, talked about her uh, when he was on last week with us too. Yeah, she yeah. was one that started over in Invicta with. Uh, um, oh God, what's the other girl's name that just lost that close fight not that long ago? Um, little Mexican girl. I can't think of her name now. I was, didn't. Uh, I was. I thought Blake had. I don't know if you talked to Arena Aldana. Did he ever on no, the show or something? No, he didn't. I don't think he talked oh, to her. I, think he I just, remember him talking about her. He talked about her, okay. her and, uh, and this other girl. I can't think of her fucking name now. Well, this, uh, in, this, uh, in this instance, you know, in this fight, uh, I know it's it's real easy for me to pick to pick uh, Chikagian because I really do want to. But Aldana, man, she is a hell of a fighter. And she is very heavy-handed. Alexa Grasso. Grasso, yes. That's what the young, the young Mexican girl. Yep, Alexa Grasso. Her and Alexa Grasso come from the same team. Gotcha. And they were both over and evicted together. I like Caitlin Chikagian. I do too, but, but I think Aldana, Aldana is a beast, yeah, man. man. You know, look at this seven and three record, seventy-one percent knockout. Gee, never went to a decision. Always finished every every fight that she's won. She's finished. She's a. She's, She's a, a monster. monster man. And as much as I as, like, I was saying to, to start, as much as I like Chukagian and as much as I want to pick her, I can't in this instance. No, I got to pick uh, Irene Aldana. Uh, she is a monster, and I'm looking forward to watching her. Uh, is she the kickoff? No. She's not the kickoff, but I'm looking forward to watching her in the early prelims this weekend. Yeah, that's, I mean, to me, really the only fight of mention. Probably the only one worth it. Yeah. That's the card, baby. Yeah, not bad. No, not better, at all. Better than some of the pay-per-views. Um, I was, someone was talking about on Twitter, though, the lack of buzz for this card, really. Okay. What did you? What do you think? Have you really noticed a lot of buzz? Um, no, not not really. Um, me either. I know we're not talking about the kind of mainstream buzz, um, talk shows, ESPN, big ESPN spots, um, Major outlets. We're not, I haven't seen a lot of buzz like that. Um, the social media buzz has been down comparatively to other cards. Um, it does seem a little bit weak on that end. I would say so. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. compared to some of the free cards and yeah. stuff that have been going out. I would say so. Um, it's picked back up more so, as uh, say, yesterday and today with the open workouts. 
and the scrums, I've seen a lot more exposure to the card over the last two days than I have in the previous week or so, probably combined, just because of all the stuff that went on. But otherwise, um, buzzworthy? No, I'd, I'd say it's been pretty pretty quiet. Yeah, I, I feel the same. Um, I think a lot of it is just because Daniel Cormier is not a very marketable champion and people hate him unless he's fighting John Jones. He is, he is exactly that, a not a marketable champion. Well, and I fucking love wrestlers and grapplers, but I just I don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, me too. I just don't like Cormier. I just don't like him. I, I can't. He's a douche. Yes. Let's just say it. He's a fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with his skill. It's nothing to do with his ability. Just a douche. He's just a fucking douche. And I hate his camp. Oh, God, yeah. I fucking hate that camp. Yeah, that's that's without question. Uh, breaking breaking news. news right before we went on to record the show. Yeah, literally 15 minutes before yeah. we were coming on. I just happened to catch this one. We were looking for news. Oh, and man. Holy shit, did we find it? It was you know, five minutes before I checked the page. This wasn't on there. I went back five minutes later and refreshed it just to find something, and it was there. So, I mean, we're talking... This is breaking shit. Ooh, excuse me. Um, Calvin Gasolum found a test positive for marijuana after his uh, UFC Fortaleza fight. Yeah. So that happened. Cool. Another guy gets busted for weed. It was from the the bout March 11th, 2017. Yep, back when he fought Vitor. Uh, and he's out of his fight. Yep, at out of 212. With now, Anderson. Now they're trying to find a replacement for Anderson. Yeah. So, dude pops for weed. Elevated levels yeah. of carboxy tetrahydrocannabinoid. Yeah. Well, how stupid? Yeah, that's a good word. How stupid is it that, that fighters get tested for weed? Yeah. Fucking beyond stupid. Yeah. Beyond because I don't see how I've been high. Nah. Some people try to argue that it, it's a performance enhancing drug because it helps with your pain threshold level. Look, I've been punched in the face when I was high. It still fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It still fucking hurt. I can imagine it doesn't make the pain of an arm bar stop. It's not like I could sit there and get baked and be fucking unsubmittable because. I don't feel any pain. No. Jesus. No. If I had to go into a major fight like that, I'd rather go into clear head than stoned anyway. Right. You know, yeah. it's they're not going into these fights fucking high. They're using it for uh, recovery afterwards. Yeah, and I, maybe, I do everything else stone. I might as well fight stone. Maybe, yeah. They're using it for shit like sleep and anti-inflammatories and pain relief from working out. It's not like they're using it for fucking... You know, they're not getting big muscles off of it. Fuck they're not no. getting, you know, it's not like Adderall or Coke or something where they're getting so much stimulant where they can work out for 17 hours straight. You know, it's not like, that's, this is so stupid. It's dumb. It's very dumb. I actually, I actually see, I've seen in the paper where people around here got popped for weed and they're getting 15, they're getting more years for weed than someone that raped this girl. Yeah. And the at the you university shared, to get yeah you oh my fucking me. Christ I'm over this shit man it's it's stupid this is ridiculous and now we lost 
gassed Lumen Silva because he tested over the threshold. We had a bunch of fighters come out of that uh, Texas fight night. Three. That, that got popped. Yep, three fighters got popped for smoking in Texas. One of them was Curtis Blades, I believe. It was. Yeah. Stupid. It's it's stupid. They will approve all kinds of pharmaceutical-grade drugs that side effects will eat your kidneys, uh, damage your liver, eat up your stomach, you know, kill you. Because the FDA proves it. It's fine. Yeah, no. But don't smoke weed, kids. I'm disgusted by this. I continually... Uh, I'm continually disgusted by the fact that when someone tests positive for a little weed that they get suspended, banned. He's facing a so. year. A year. Might be able to get it reduced to like nine months to six months maybe, but he is potentially facing a year for this. That's fucking ridiculous. You're gonna, so ridiculous. You're going to suspend him the same amount of time that John got for boner pills and Anderson got for Chinese fucking bonus. Yeah. yeah. Really? But you can have medical exemptions for, like, speed and, you know, Frank Muir took Adderall. And they said, no, you're banned. He said, no, I can take Adderall. I said, oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, you're fine. Adderall! It was the steroids that got Frank in trouble. <laughs> he got cleared for Adderall, though. I know. That stuff is the fucking devil. It's, it's cocaine in a pill. Kitty Coke. Yeah. yeah. It's like two chemical compounds away from being Coke. Ah, and they're fucking... It's, it's oh, like no three pro- or four from No that. problem. You imagine a fighter and it's like getting ready to go out to a fight. Two Adderalls. Let's fucking go, Uber motherfucker. Uber focused and ready to go. Are you go. fucking kidding me? Yeah. But don't you dare don't you eat s- a pot cookie. Don't you fucking, don't you eat one of those gummy bears. Jesus Christ. And now we lose this. And on top of that, it perpetuates this, this new oh, yes. situation let's, that Let's that get you into found. this. Please bring this up. So let's in response this to this, they've been trying, the UFC has been trying to, I mean, obviously it just happened today, but they have said they're trying to find an opponent for Anderson so Anderson can stay on the card and continue and be at 212. <laughs> you know who would be a great final fight for Anderson at 212? Sorry. No, I'll save that for a minute. So uh, Ariel Hawani had tweeted out while we were looking through this news thing that per his team, Yoel Romero is willing to fight Anderson Silva on 6-3. If, <laughs> if it's for an interim belt. No interim belt, no interest. Yeah. Do you see now what you've done? You see what you fuckers have... Did I not say this shit was going to get out of fucking control? No. Since we've been telling them this for nine months, eight months, whatever it's been. (coughs) Now you can see the damage that you've caused by making everyone, every fight, a fucking interim title fight. Now... This is... You can't get a fight out there unless he says, okay, I'll do it, but it's got to be for an interim belt. No interim belt, no fight. This is why we can't have nice things. This pisses me off to no fucking end. How much longer do you think we're going to have before we have a 55 interim belt? Oh, wait, we were supposed to have one. 
hey, at least they're finally unifying the fake 145 and the interim 145 belt soon. Good. Until you know, someone else gets injured and then the top two contenders say, we'll fight, but no interim belt, no fight. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, you know what they they should do is just let's let's just get Anderson and Vitor. Just let them fight. Let them fight again. Let them fight again. I don't care. Vitor wants one more fight out. Anderson needs a fight. <laughs> it's in a fucking Brazil. <laughs> what, about, what about Vitor calling out CM Punk? <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> what a fucking pussy. It's gotten so bad for Vitor. You fought a heavyweight <laughs> at one point, and you're calling out a 170-pounder who's had one fight. In his life. Why? Like, your career has gone in the toilet so hard. so bad. That you're just looking for anything. Here you go, fucking Captain Desperate. You can find Anderson Silva Oh, my God. That is so bad. That is so fucking bad. But this is is where we've come to, guys. This This is the result of WME or I think the... Whoever's decision it was to start handing out interim belts and making interim the you know and making everything a title shot and everything one oh, titles on the line. ribbons. Yes. everybody gets a participation. This participation is what ribbon. happens when you start giving out participation fucking ribbons. Now nobody's gonna get out of their get off their ass and go fight like they should to just fucking fight for a payday and whatever else. Now you have to have the fucking ribbon on the line. If there's no ribbon, no fight. That's that's where we've become. That's where we've come to, and it's fucking ridiculous. You get a ribbon, and you get a ribbon, and here's your belt. Everybody gets a belt. This is why we cannot have nice things. Yeah. God damn it! I hate. I hate this shit so this much. This is fucking terrible. I'm so sick of these interim belts. I'm sick of it. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I can't think of any reason why. And I was like, okay, I'll entertain the, I'll entertain this for 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 two two minutes. Should there be a reason why you were Romero and Anderson Silva fight for an interim title? I ran blank for two minutes. Uh, well, Yoel's case, he should be getting a title shot anyway, and got fucking passed over because GSP returned. So I can see his argument. Not that I think it's legitimate, but I can see his argument. But what the fuck? He got passed up for a title shot. That doesn't mean that he that he gets a particip- participation ribbon and just gets to fight for an inter- interim title. That's not what interim titles are for. I mean, well, I mean, they're not what they're supposed to be for. They're supposed to be to yeah. alleviate injuries <laughs> for true. long term. It's true, but we've also learned that you can just make an interim title to save a fucking pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like. So you all got dicked over for his title shot. You know what? Big deal. It happened. Suck it up. Move on. Uh, Anderson Silva has no business near anywhere near any kind of fucking title anymore no. in his career. But so. they were saying one, one, two more wins, Anderson would be knocking on the door for a title shot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Especially if Bisbing's still holding the strap. I mean, they could sell the fight, obviously. Because of the situation. But because if, of the fight if that Anderson Silva fights you all Romero for any fucking reason... I don't, Anderson's fucking dead. I don't want any fucking interim belts. I don't need any more. No. I'm good. So there was no, absolutely no reason that I could think of. I entertained it just for the fact of entertaining it, and I couldn't find none. But this is exactly why 
this fucking thing is going down so bad. Is the interim titles mean shit? They used to really mean something. They used to really hold uh, solidify a place when someone was injured for a year and they couldn't defend their belt. You brought the interim in, and then you could unify them and move on. They weren't for a long-term thing. They weren't to appease somebody's ego. They weren't to sell a pay-per-view. They were there for a reason, and that was the champion got hurt and couldn't defend. And if it happened for too long, the champion was stripped. It wasn't. It isn't what it's supposed to be now. And I hope that it's become a joke. It gets back to where it used to be, sooner than later. It's become an absolute complete joke. And here's another step of the joke right here. Another part of the fucking joke. Exactly what we're seeing. Yep. Horrible, bro. Horrible. If they make this for a fucking interim title, I will riot. I can't uh-huh. it. Speaking of riots, <laughs> God, I about wish, to fucking riot now. I wish Ryan was here so I could yell at him because I feel like he would defend this as a as a smart thing. We talked a few weeks ago on the show about Bellator's upcoming pay per view at what price point we felt like was deserving. Mm-hmm. You and I landed in around thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty, thirty and under. Ryan was pushing for forty dollars. And trying to explain to me how $40 for something I could watch for free already every Friday night on Spike TV, whether or not I have Spike TV or not, I can watch it Mm -hmm. because I can because life is good and the internet is awesome. Yes. And sometimes you just lie about things when you sign into fucking SpikeTV.com and they think you have cable still. Of course. (laughs) So, we found out earlier this week that... Bellator 180 pay-per-view will be $49.95 for high definition. <laughs> that is $50. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? $50 when your main event is three guys past two. Or sorry, your co-main and main event are three guys way past their prime. Yeah. And a dude who, while I really like as a fighter... Never really accomplished shit. Right. In the previous organization he was in. Uh, the pay-per-view is going to be co- or headlined by Chael Sonnen and Vanderlei Silva, who, yeah. you know, Vanderlei hasn't fought in five or six years. Exactly. Chael looked like shit. Chael just lost his last fucking fight. Right. Looked like complete shit. Complete shit. God, I got the hiccups today. Yeah. Complete shit against Tidor. Complete shit. And then we got uh, the fight that the main event, or the co-main... That was supposed to happen. ...was going to be fucking free. Right. was supposed to be free. Mitrione and Fedor. Uh, also, you know, they, they, they tried to... They were trying for two title shots. Uh, they ended up getting Chandler and Primus, which I could watch for free. I'm not really excited about watching that on a pay-per-view. Um, but then they wanted to try to get, uh, it was supposed to be Bader and, and Phil Davis. Did they ever pan no, that out? They no, got, they got Bader and King Mo. That's right. Yes, that's right. But they couldn't get uh, Bader and Davis. I think, is there, no, is Lima. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There is two titles on the line because Larkin is fighting. Uh, he got the, Larkin he got, got like, Larkin the, the shot right in this first uh, fight, right? Yeah, Larkin and Lima are going to fight, which, okay, you, Two titles, but still not worth fifty bucks. No, not fuck for no. two title fights I can watch for free. Uh, weeks prior, and the better one seventy fight out of, out of that card, you know, is going to be out for free on Spike when when Daly and and Rory McDonald fight. 
That's the fight that should That's be on pay-per-view. That's the fucking fight. Yeah, man. You know what? You know what that tells me is that is that Bellator is not looking forward, looking ahead to try to do this on a regular basis. They're trying to do a one and done cash out, if they and get, it's stupid because they're they're going to try and base their their model off a of one and done and say, well, we only made this. They need to charge thirty bucks for this. The thing is, for them, two hundred k is a, a smashing success. If they get two hundred thousand buys, oh yeah, this this pay per view is a complete and utter success. Yeah, definitely. Where. UFC 200K is shit. Is Mighty Mouse numbers. Yeah. Hence why he's fighting next Saturday for free on Fox. And sometimes he wishes just to get 200K. Yeah. yeah I've seen him pull 90. Right. Like, mm, right. Bro. His, his numbers are bad. Well, um, so. I'm not paying $50 for no. this fucking Peloton pay-per-view. Fuck I'm not no. doing it. I'm not doing it. I will steal it. Stealing it. Will not pay fifty dollars. Refuse. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's some good. <coughs> excuse me. There's some potential on on this card on, on the undercard stuff. The Larkin fight has some potential to be good. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to structure the pay per view. Um, if they're going to do it similar to the UFC, if they're going to do early prelims, prelims, well, they're going to do the. But I know they're doing the a, prelims are going to be a separate event. Yeah, it's a separate location card <laughs> entirely, right? I'm not sure if they're doing a separate location card okay. completely. I just know that they're no, going to do no, them. Yeah, it's separate time. Uh, one's going to be on Fox or not Spike. Spike. Sorry. Yeah, the prelims will be on Spike. That's it. Yep. Prelims will be on Spike as like Bellator 179, I guess. Yeah, they're going to label them just separate events. But that's I think it's it all going to be from from MSG. If they're smart. If they're really smart and they want to help sell this pay-per-view, they make sure they put James Gallagher on this card. Mm-hmm. He is on the card, but if they don't put him on the pay-per-view portion of the card, they're really yeah. fucking up. Because James is one of the only – I mean, the kid's a rising star. He's 20 years old. Um, on the fast track to become something big. He's out of that SBG Ireland car or camp. But he's Irish and you're in New York. Oh yeah, yeah, that's smart. You gotta put him on there. Oh no, yeah, he is fighting on the the one eighty against Chinzo. That's right, he's fighting against uh, yeah, Leo okay. Machida's yep. brother. But I don't know if he's actually on the pay per view. He's he's part of the Bellator. Yeah, it doesn't exact. It's not really clear on which one. You know, if it's this is the pay per view, what the lineup really is. No, he's on one eighty. Yeah, they'd be they're stupid. Here's the here we go. Got it. Aaron this is Pico. The yeah. This is the, yep. Yeah, Aaron Pico will be making his MMA debut. Uh Aaron Pico was a uh, big NCAA collegiate star and, and Olympic hopeful and stuff. And uh no no opponent yet to be named for no. him. So. Pico's never stepped in a cage either, so it's his first fight ever. He's one of the uh blue chip wrestlers that Bellator Bellator was just like snagging up all these blue chippers when they first started going pro. Yeah, smart move. Very smart. I mean, Pico was one, uh Bubba Jenkins. Um oh shit, there was a couple other ones, former NCAA guys I can't think of off the top of my head now. But 
Uh, uh, 50 bucks. is too much, bro. No. 50 no is way too much. Way too much for my blood. Not yeah. going to do it. I would have spent up to 30. 35, maybe. Yeah, as I said, 35 yeah. would have been 30, my high point. 30 would have been my... Well, I would have been comfortable with that and said no problem. A third title, I would have been cool at 35. Yeah. If you would have given me... Lima and Larkin, Bader and Davis, and Chandler and Primus or Primus or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, there's 35 bucks. Yeah, sure. Plus, I get Fedor and and meet and watch this horrible fight between Vanderlei and Chael. Sure, sure. Here's 35. You want 50 fucking dollars out of me for that? Ooh, I don't think so. Nope. Mm-hmm. 30 bucks, three guys. You know, a couple guys over, three people, 10 bucks a pop. I could deal with that. Yeah, yeah no problem. But telling you we're gonna have to find other methods not doing it not doing it uh so to close out the show we're gonna Uh, just have a little discussion about glory days the glory days uh today and i'm sorry saturday saturday would be the 10-year anniversary of pride's final show um man Talk about a an exciting time to be an MMA fan. It was the ECW of MMA. It was when when UFC was trying to go go more mainstream and and less I guess even less violent, so to speak. Um, we still had soccer kicks and brutality and pride. Um, well, pride picked up the ball and ran when the UFC started having to go underground. Yeah. And couldn't afford to pay their fighters and stuff. They, I mean, that—that's what really. Oh, yeah, in the early pride. in the early days of Pride, for sure, definitely. Um, a lot of great fighters came out of uh, came out of Pride that I would have never known about if it wasn't for them. Particularly Gomi. I was say Gomi. I mean, probably number one of all. I mean, Gomi was my favorite. One of my. Yeah. I mean, probably not my favorite because I like put it, you know, Fedor and and fucking. Oh yeah. Jesus Oh God, the fights in Pride, but Gomi was—he was one of my favorites. I loved watching Gomi. So did Pride. I. Yeah, I was a really big fan of Gomi. Uh, but imagine there was no Pride. I don't know if we'd ever know anything about Gomi. No. You know, and, uh, being a, a United States-based, you know, fan base, and oh no, we are. You I mean, know, would at- he have even made it over to to UFC? Without the without the exposure that that he was given in Pride, probably not. I don't think he would have. Probably not. I mean, you know, it's not like he's. We don't pay attention to Dream or didn't really, you know, pay attention to Dream and no, stuff like that. I didn't. I didn't. And I mean, that's how, why I didn't know who the hell Eddie Alvarez was till mm-hmm. after he started going into Bellator. Yeah. But, you know, guys, guys like Gomi and Mirko and Fedor and it was, it was, we lost Kevin Randleman. Kevin Randleman. But I, I mean, the, the guy like the the Fedors, the the Mirkos, the, those guys I list because they were never in the UFC before. Yeah, we're like yep. your Randleman's, your Mark Coleman's, yep. your Vanderlays, your Vitors. Absolutely, all those guys came over, over from the UFC. Rampage, you know. Absolutely, that that's an OG Pride guy. Yep. Um But uh, yeah, Shogun, Shogun, for sure. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> middleweight grand prix oh Jesus my Christ. god if you're a fight pass subscriber and you have not gone back and watched fightography the documentary series that they did they did them on three different tournaments there was the ufc four tournament with severin 
um, Don Fry. I don't remember what tournament it was, two or three or something. And um, and freaking Shogun. Mm-hmm. Shogun talking about that middleweight Grand Prix. And, and that's the longest one. And you got to read subtitles and stuff like that. But listening to them, to him and other people talk about that Grand Prix, it was probably the greatest tournament ever. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was insane. That roster, that roster that he had to get through of fighters was insane. Rampage, Chuck, Vanderlei. I mean, he didn't have to fight Vanderlei, but Vanderlei was the heavy favorite right? going into it. Was there a more over or more popular fighter in Pride than Vanderlei? Was he their biggest star? Probably. I think... Fedor? That's that's the thing is, is maybe Fedor... Vanderlei Vanderlei was so big. I mean Vanderlei was was kind of big. He he was already a star though going into um coming from the UFC. He had fought for the middleweight championship and mm-hmm. so but they just loved him over there, man. They 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 really did. And uh Trying to think of some other cats that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to go through the middleweight Grand Prix. The middleweight Grand Prix? Yeah. Because I want to get that roster. It was nuts. Um, I can. Uh, I'm, in, I'm on their Wikipedia page, but just fucking. Here it is. All right. So you had uh, Sakuraba. And Don Sikyun, Ricardo Arona, and Dean Lister, Kazaniri, or Kazuhiro Nakamura, and Kevin Randleman, Vanderlei Silva, and Yoshida, Alistair Overeem, and Vitor Belfort. Holy Jesus. Um, oh, no. Shit. I'm reading the wrong. Yep. There it is. Yep. That is the right one. Uh, Antonio Rogero Nogueira, and Dan Henderson. Igor Vochenshin and uh, Yuki Kondo, and then Shogun and Quentin Jackson. Unbelievable. That's crazy. The amount of talent, the amount of brutality in there. Yes, yeah, so that was all the first-round fights. Mm-hmm. So then Arona beats Sakuraba, Vanderlei beats Nakamura, Overeem beats Vochenshin, and Shogun's got to take on the Reem at this point. It's a tough fight. Uberim, we're talking Uberim. here. We're, we're not talking about the the dad bod uh, Alistar that we see today. We're talking about juice to the gills 10 year, 15 years ago. No, actually, what, 14 years ago? When was that Grand Prix? Uh, 2005. It's 12 years ago. 12 years ago. So we're talking, you know, Uberim. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, and everyone saw going into those semifinals, it was like, okay, we're going to get Uberim and, and Vanderlei. No one, no one picked Shogun. Shogun was a sleeper, and TKO'd fucking Alistair Overeem, and then goes on to KO Ricardo Arona, and win the the middleweight Grand Prix. Was uh, when we said this was oh, what was this? Oh five. Oh five. Okay, and they ended up closing oh seven. Yeah. Yeah. They had. 
They had another. So they had at least one more. They had a couple of tournaments. Uh, there was a welterweight tournament that year in 05 that Henderson won, and the lightweight tournament that Gomi won. That was just all for 2005. Wow, that's, that's, I really do miss it, man. I miss. Uh, do you think that their that their rules and their, uh, you know, their testing policies or lack thereof, or, you think that a company like Pride could uh, could survive in 2017? Yeah, I do. Verizon's doing well. Yeah, and signing a lot of big talent. I mean, they just they snatched up Horiguchi. Mm-hmm. Seen. Yep. Yep. Seen that. Uh, but. Do you think it's going to kind of catch up to them? Uh, no, no. I think I'd love to see them. I'd love it to see Ryzen like explode. It's, I mean, you I know, really Ryzen do. started two years ago and has stayed consistent to doing like one or two events a year. Now they're climbing up to four. Yeah. I think this year they have four, four more coming up on top of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, New Year's Eve tournament that they do every year. It's outstanding. I'd yeah. love to see them survive. So, and, I mean, and they're 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 picking. I mean, they're trying to get some big fights for. Get the names and, that's, and, and that's get the, the fights. Tie, and that's the tie back to Pride was, was Sakabira, or Mr. Uh, Sakibara. Yeah. Can never pronounce his goddamn name. I can't name. either. I don't even try. It's Sakibara, Sakibara, Sakibara. Sakuraba, Sakibara, Sakibara. Yeah, There's Mr. a lot of Sakis over there. AU, dude. I, I miss a lot of Pride, but luckily through the power of the internet and through uh, UFC Fight Pass, they have a lot of the library up there. I believe I don't have fight pass uh, until for tonight. pride. Oh, they have all of yeah. They have all of uh, pride. I have it uh, signed back up for my fight pass, but I do believe I am going to this evening. There's a lot of stuff on there that I want to take uh, take advantage of. Yeah, watch the, and the uh, watch that photography documentary, man. It's it's. I logged into Jeff's the other day, and I was like, man, this is worth it for me. Yeah. This is definitely worth it for it's me. Like I said on the, you know, it's worth ten bucks. Yeah, it's like I said on the on the show two weeks ago when we were talking about it, man. It's it's worth the, the little bit of money that Oh my god, yes. Ten bucks a month that I don't give to the WWE network anymore. Yeah. yeah and then I go back and forth with it because, you know, I've I've being on there so long it's like I love it, I hate it, I use it, I don't. And now I'm to the point now where I'm like, Oh, I love it again. I'm back in love with it. So we're gonna order that one back tonight and I'll probably spend the rest of the night catching myself back up with the great stuff that the UFC Fight Pass has to offer. Ryzen's got a card coming up uh, next week, actually. Oh, when? The 16th from uh, Yokohama Arena. Outstanding. Uh, Tatsira Karajiri taking on Anthony Burchak. Um, Amir Ali Akbari who's a fucking monster. That's the dude that Mirko beat for the... Um, the Grand Prix Openweight Tournament that they had on New Year's Eve was okay. Amir Ali Kabari. <clears throat> Big Iranian dude that trains at AKA Thailand. Monster. Horiguchi's making his uh, debut f- for Ryzen. Uh, Did they have a stream on their page? Mm, you know? No. I'll take a look. I can't remember. They just did a TV partnership with somebody. Maybe it's Flo. Might be Flo. Oh, okay. That'd be perfect. Heath Herring is going to be on the card. Really? I haven't seen him in a while. He fought uh, as a replacement in the New Year's Eve card. He stepped in for, oh, maybe for I King didn't Mo. See that. Yeah. Got his ass kicked. Um, Crook Shanks is fighting. 
He fought on the New Year's Eve card as well. Um, I know there's some coming up. Gabby Garcia's got a fight. I think maybe it's in the next one. They've got like a couple more coming up through the summer into the fall and stuff like that. So they're trying to continue to grow, which is cool. Good, good. I'm really, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I hope they're very successful because uh, if they can do kind of the same things and and uh, be sort of a a pride 2.0 and but carry in some of the the uh, the mentality and the the style of of what pride used to be but at the same time not try to be a rip off of pride be yourself yeah you know be rising don't be don't exactly be pride 2.0 be rising 1.0 but bring some of that flavor in you know bring some of that pride flavor in Shane Carwin is oh wow part of pride <laughs> Shane Carwin has he fought since him and Brock? No, I, think, I mean, I think he signed up. The, uh, they have Cron Gracie or Han Gracie, who's a fucking animal. I think he actually just made his Bellator debut not that long ago. But um, oh no, no, no! I'm sorry, that's Henry. That's there. Yeah, Cron fought at the at the New Year's Eve card. Just <clears throat> murdered a dude. Silva was supposed to fight on that card and got scared and didn't. Uh, James Thompson's over there. Well, I'll have to keep a lookout, check flow, check and see where I can find a, a nice stream of that one. Uh, yeah, I'll check on, their page. You if, know. if you want to, if you want to have an experience where you feel like you're watching Pride again, best way to do best it. Best way to do it. I've watched. Uh, I had some of their other ones. I mean, that down I to like before. the open. Yeah, yeah. You had the, yeah. you had the New Year's Eve card. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching watched that. some of that live. Tried to because it like started at like one o'clock in the fucking morning. Okay. Holy shit! Holy shit! Really? It's hard to stay awake, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it was like I think day two was. I think the finals were the same night as um, Ronda and Nunez. Mm-hmm. So I was already up, so I threw him on, and started trying to watch it. But yeah, the intros, everything—it's just like beginning of pride big fucking spectacle with performance stuff and mm-hmm. nina um the announcer from pride yeah the crazy the crazy pride lady as they call her she's doing all the fight fighter intros and everything like it it feels like pride that's great it feels like the pride days again it's that's great. awesome it's great check them out if you haven't checked out any rising stuff find them online support all the mma organizations it's great it's the internet we'll be able to find anything on the internet yeah <laughs> That's the glory of the internet. It's beautiful. Shit, YouTube closed out on me. So Ryan, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna call this one out for you. Yeah, we'll just start it over again. There you go. Okay. Final thoughts, my brother. Um, I, I, as always, when I miss a week, I definitely missed the week. I'm glad we're we're back and doing our thing. Um, um Ryan. I hope you get to listen back to this and, and you get to see how a professional podcast is really done. This is the old school team. That's we right. threw it down this week, brother. But we also missed you, my friend. <laughs> and uh, it's not to say without you. Get your uh, get your family back together, and uh, we'll see you next week, bro. We're not saying that it's not better without you. We're just saying it's not, not saying... the same. Well. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Well. I love you. <laughs> you know I love you. I didn't get to bust your balls this week, so I got to take my cheap shots while I can get them. Take them at the end. He's not here to defend himself. 
what better, no better uh, way to fuck with them, man. Ah, you can't say nothing about it. Nah. Uh, once again, just want to give a shout out to uh, to Blake and the guy, him, well, the guys, the himself over there at Loaded Joe's, um, Evil Eddie Podcast, Evil Eddie's MMA Podcast. Check that out. Check out Loudmouth MMA, Loudmouth Wrestling. If you if that's your thing as well, they 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 cover it all over there at Loudmouth. We're gonna be working on getting Kyle to do an interview here pretty soon. So keep your eyes out for that. Um, Make sure you're on the Facebook page, checking for any breaking news after we've recorded. Who knows, maybe somebody else will get pot for pot. Yeah. Unbelievable. UFC 210 this Saturday night. Can't wait to come back and break it down for David Van Boglen and for Ryan Dempsey, who's absent. I'm Jeff Shanahan. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. It's the last ride, motherfuckers.